Welcome, everybody. Hey, this is the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church where you get to hear the pastors talking about the upcoming preaching text. <laughs> Woo! Hi, I'm Pastor Megan, and I'm here with Pastor Eric and Pastor Kevin. And it is good to be here. Amen. Um, I am on my third cup of coffee, so it's going to get real exciting. <laughs> yes. Um, whew. Have you burned all of your Fourth of July things now? I mean, <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I uh, so my full confession: my kid's birthday is the Fourth of July, so we wow. we celebrate Independence Day in our house. So it takes <laughs> that's on a, a day diff- for a birthday. Takes on a different wow. vibe in our place. So like, yes, there are fireworks. Yes, we celebrate our country, but you know. I also celebrate my child's independence from my physical body. Right. So, hey. Yeah, I want to share my birthday with the nation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She almost, like, by an hour and a half, man, she almost had oh, her own wow. day, and then and instead she needed fireworks. Oh. What are you going to do? You know, That's you're going to let the fun. kid have the fireworks. Yeah. There are worse things. Yeah. You know, as Everybody a, celebrates her right? birthday. Yeah, everybody takes a day off and has parades. Like, <laughs> come on. I share my birthday almost with Jesus, and he usually wins. So it's, you know, pros and cons. Yes. (laughs) So, no, like, um, yeah, we're coming back off of the 4th of July. Um, This past week has been staff sabbatical week for Easter staff. So, hey, folks, thank you for letting your staff have a minute to just breathe and step back and and sleep in. Grateful. Oh, such an incredible gift. Really (laughs) super grateful. Um, Just a real gift that you provide your staff here. Um, So just a reminder that if they haven't gotten back to your email or phone call, hey, they will. It's just going to take a minute. So thanks for your grace. Um, But meanwhile, our sermon series continues. And we're talking about these stories from scripture that kind of help us reflect on, um, gosh, what life is like here at Easter and this week, oh boy, we get to talk about learning um, mm-hmm. and we get to talk about it through kind of, uh, I, mean, I was going to say a weird story. I don't think it's weird in that it's unfamiliar. I think it's quite familiar. Yes. I think it's weird once you start digging in it and mm-hmm. going, hold on a second, what is happening here? It's going to be weird when I try to talk like Hans Vigasa. Oh, that is be true. our preacher for this particular week, but that is true. he is off adventuring, so bless that. Yes, yes. There are travels going on all summer, all these mission trip. Ooh beautiful things happening but who better to talk about learning than Hans who's helping our uh, confirmation students right. learn about their faith figure out how they can uh, authentically come to an affirmation of their baptisms right so good stuff um I just on I'll be honest I just want to get into it can we just can we just yeah. look at it so this is John this is chapter three and favorite it's, it's a favorite story and it's a long reading so friends we're gonna break it up to a couple pieces Let's start with John chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Let's start with that. There we go. Here we go. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. Ooh, he's a leader too. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. And Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you. No one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Okay, 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 okay. 
Nicodemus came to Jesus, right? Like yes. he found him and yes. he, Nicodemus is the one being sassy about the answers he's getting. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. This is, uh... <laughs> We're just going to stare at him. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what good you question. Know? Yep. So that, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just going to say the thing that just strikes me first off is the identification that, that John actually gives of Nicodemus as a leader. Yep. Right. Most of the time we think, you know, that our leaders, they've, they've learned, you know, it's like, but no, Nicodemus is mm-hmm. here for some continuing education. And in fact, it's really important that in our tradition, particularly in our church tradition, we really value learning. We value that we continue to learn. All of your pastors continue to push their mm-hmm. themselves to grow and to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, your vision board is growing and learning. The congregation is growing and learning. I mean, look at... Uh, so many different pieces of it, whether it's yeah. adult education, the land acknowledgement, the the different pieces that we're all growing in, right? We're always growing and learning. So it's not that this is a separate part of being a follower of Jesus. It's actually woven into the very fabric of it. But I love that there's here's this leader of the Jewish people, as he's been identified here, um, has come to Jesus for learning, yep. for, for an experience himself. And it's, I, I just... We'll take the opportunity to point out sometimes this is affectionately referred to as Nick at night because he's coming in the evening in the darkness when everyone else is, you know, in their in their homes. So this is a secret uh, meeting. Um, That's what that means at night. Um, So and yet he's he's going to Jesus and he calls him rabbi. So he's kind of. He's, I think it's that he's he doesn't necessarily want his peers to know that he's that he's sort of thinking something's going on with this Jesus guy, and yet um, he calls him rabbi. He and he says, "We know that that you've come from God." Well, that's only can be said by faith. So Nicodemus has faith in in Jesus and what he's seen Jesus do, but he's trying to figure this out. Yeah, it's. I hear this curiosity from him, but also this skepticism from him. And and as you're about to hear, Jesus doesn't say, you jerk, you come with disingenuous intentions, get away. Jesus, Jesus engages him. Yes. So like my, you know, thought for all of you listening right now is if you are approaching with some balance of curiosity and skepticism. Yes. It's okay. Jesus Absolutely. doesn't kick you out, even That's if you even if you come in at night yep. when no one else can see, because you're worried what people will think. Yes, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's right. come come ask your questions. That's all right. Even Nicodemus being sassy. How, how can anyone be born a second time? Uh, but he, at least he's asking the question. Yeah. At least he's engaging, and Jesus doesn't shut him down, as we are about to see. That takes courage to yes. to. To, to question, to sort of have these inklings and yet not not certainty. And I think that's why I say you're not alone. This is what it's like. Faith helps you believe, but sometimes your faith wanes. Mm. And then when your faith wanes, you're kind of left on your own because you need faith to believe these things. And that's, I think, a couple of weeks ago when we heard Deacon Krista Lind preach, she talked about how you know, yes. so much of what we are as a community mm-hmm. is letting other people carry us in those times where we just can't do it. So if you're feeling a little fragile, if you're feeling a little skeptical, just, you know, just know that this community is here and is lifting you up. And even if you need to come sneaking in, talking to Jesus at night, 
man, we're here for you, yeah. right? Like, we will continue to carry you. Um, oh, what does Jesus say to Nicodemus? Let's pick it back up with verse 5. Yeah, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? I'm so struck by the fact that like they just keep playing this game of like answering a question with another question. <laughs> it's this constant like engagement and re-engagement and parry and counter it's this it's this meeting of minds right like i i really love it yeah yeah i i just see this i just keep seeing the supernatural sort of faith you know comes and goes and it comes from the spirit and i just i think nicodemus wants to believe but he wants to understand he also. wants, yeah, he wants something concrete, right? Yeah. Like he's asking questions like, how can this be? And Jesus is answering with questions like, it, just so you know, in verse eight, the wind blows where it chooses. That word wind is is the same one for spirit. So like interpret it how you want. So Jesus is saying things like, well, spirit does what the spirit's going to do. You're going to hear it, but you don't know where it's coming from. I mean, that's not an answer that Nicodemus wants. Nicodemus is is here being challenged to say there are things you can learn concretely and there are things you can learn experientially about what God is up to in the world. And you got to be open to both of them, mm-hmm. Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. Baptism. Is this where I say baptism? Yes, please, please, too. please, <laughs> please. I feel like that that's an important part of this too, yeah. right? The water and the spirit oh, sure. for us really right. comes down again to baptism. And this is why we're so obsessed in this church with baptism, <laughs> right? Is because it is a defining relational category and we spend the rest of our life learning what baptism actually means i love the fact that we you know we ask kids to try to be competent about before coming to the table about knowing things or whatever but at some level it is mystery yeah <laughs> the spirit's gonna blow where the spirit's gonna blow just like just like verse 8 said right and the same thing with baptism at some level though we we know that jesus has asked us and invited us to be baptized in his name and when that happens our life is now changed yeah Right. And that's what we learn. And you're not in control of this. The spirit is and the spirit blows as it will. Right. Right. But you can't control the wind and you you're not in control of how the spirit works in your life either. Yeah. It's just that it the spirit does work. And it's a promise that in baptism you receive the spirit. It's almost like a life of learning about our faith, a life of committing to continuing to, you know, read scripture and learn about God and and grow in the life of the church. Like it's a, we're spending our whole lifetime trying to catch up to what yes. it is that God has already done. You're learning, right? Yes, right. That's so it's great. not like learning so that we can be this, you know, you know, just eminent. Like it's not about wisdom, right? It's not necessarily about wisdom. Not that I, I know so many incredibly wise people of faith. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But like that's. The point of learning is not supremacy or superiority. The point of learning is is wider knowledge, acceptance, vision of what it is that God is up to in the world. You know, the wind blows where it chooses. The spirit moves where it chooses. You hear the sound of it. The more you learn, the more you're able to identify what that sound is, what it's up to, where it's blowing, and sprint a little harder to catch up what the spirit's already doing. <laughs> 
that's, I mean, that's a life of faith. Absolutely. And I think too, is to, is to really honor the fact that many times, um, folks who would call elders in our community, they are the ones who are still learning and have so much mm-hmm. to share. There was a wonderful article that I read, I think in the New York Times, that was talking about the difference between American and Japanese culture and how in Japan, elders are revered. It's a different style of community, right, and stuff like that. But his take was going to the park on like a, you know, during a work day, and all of these elders are learning and taking classes and continuing to grow. And, and in that was just a beautiful thing of saying, it is a lifelong journey, right? It's a, it's a lifelong journey. And and there's so much that we can share with one another. And I think that's just a powerful part about what it means to be community and why learning is a value then for us as Easter. This is an intergenerational community. Yeah, and the and the learning, the, the growing in faith and carrying on the work of Jesus Christ, that doesn't end, that doesn't reach fruition, that doesn't resolve at any point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue to grow in faith. No matter where you're at, your faith continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, carrying on the work of Jesus Christ, we don't, Yay! Succeed, complete, and celebrate. It it continues on. The spirit continues to move us. It's that dedication to that ongoing work, no matter where you're at in your life. I think is an act of faith. Um, wow. Okay. Jesus just got sassy with Nicodemus right back and asked him, "Ah, you don't understand these things." Um, so let's let's continue on. Uh, verse 11 all the way to the end and I and friends you might hear some familiar verses at the end of this reading here we go verse 11 very truly I tell you Jesus says we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen yet you do not receive our testimony if I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things no one who has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven the son of man And just as Moses was lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. I will contend that if you read John 3.16 without John 3.17, you're only getting half the story. Yeah, I've never understood that. Yeah, why, right? why it's just John 3.16, you got to have 17 too. Right, I mean, yeah. that's... It wouldn't fit on the, the plaque. Right, sure. 16 zone. and 17. <laughs> it's like, they'd be like, no, I don't want 17. I just want 16. I'm going to walk around with a poster board that has N17 on it and just stand next to people on street corners. Because, yes, it is about God's love for us through Jesus Christ and that that in him we know we have salvation. But it is also the truth that that Jesus doesn't come to, to destroy us, to catch us, to trip us up. Jesus comes so that there might be life and life abundantly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, even that's what, what Jesus is impressing upon Nicodemus and through Nicodemus us. Like this is what we learn, that, that in Jesus there is life there is hope there is there is salvation Salvation. and grace and goodness for us all that Mm -hmm. is that is the invitation and it is a is not a gotcha moment it is a a fully inclusive statement of life and faith i think that's huge i hope people heard that again because it's so important to realize that the learning has a point Mm -hmm. it's not just so we feel smarter or more self-assured or more confident in our christian practice it's about life it's about living that life now that you might have that 
this very moment and with your family and with your neighbors around you um, because we know what life when it looks like when there's no life somewhere right we well maybe look at your yard right now I don't <laughs> <know>. uh, <laughs> but if it's not being watered, if it's not being tended to right it's gonna look fricasseed so we want to make sure that we we actually want to have life and that's the that's what jesus offers us that's what jesus wants for us yeah and we tend to that just like you tend to your lawn right mm-hmm. you tend to that so that's why learning as a component of our community life of our faith life is so important mm-hmm. it's why you know once you get confirmed uh, man, it's really kind of like your learning begins there. It's not that the learning should end there. Because if the goal of learning through, for instance, a confirmation program is learning so that you can arrive at that point of, of affirmation of your baptism and mm-hmm. say an enthusiastic, yes, yes, I am grateful I was baptized. Yes, I will continue to live into this. Um, that doesn't that doesn't stop. Like that's a hallmark. That is a, uh, you know, an important kind of mile marker on mm-hmm. the way. Um, it's not the end of the journey. Uh, you got to keep finding those mile markers. Yeah. What is it that's this phase? What is it? What is your life about in this phase? What is it that you need at this mm-hmm. stage? What is it that you're feeling challenged to learn about? Where do you feel like the spirit is, is blowing way out ahead of you and pushing you along into a place that's uncomfortable for you, and therefore you need to learn a little bit more about what's going mm-hmm. on here? Um, that's the work of a whole lifetime. Yeah, there's practical learning, like in confirmation, and then once you're confirmed, it's applying that learning to see how God's at work in your life. Right, right, yeah. right. And I think we just need that continued challenge. I think that, that we start to atrophy, right? It's like any other practice, whether you're you're practicing your violin or practicing your uh, cross-country skiing or practicing your singing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you practice. If you stop practicing, mm-hmm. um, your muscles start to weaken and your embouchure starts to flop and, and things things don't work as well as they did. Same with your life of faith. You keep practicing it. You keep learning. You keep challenging yourself. Uh, and you continue to grow and be more aware of what God is up to. That's exactly right. I was remembering your story, Pastor Eric, from your sermon a few weeks back now about the farmer who had the fireplace yeah. and the coal. Yeah, right? right. I mean, at some level, if you're not close to the fire you you're kind of your heat <laughs> dissipates yep. right at some level the same is true too it's like why we show up for one another is to encourage and still say hey we, there's more growing left to do there's more learning left to do um, our neighbors desperately need us mm-hmm. to be growing and changing and thinking and praying and engaging in the neighborhood and walking the streets and doing all of those things yeah yeah we and we need yeah we need to be close to the other you know neighbors you know i'm thinking of the fire image now um the 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 heat or the faith grows from being in proximity hearing the word from each other you can't make yourself have faith you have to hear the gospel proclaimed for you and that is what builds and then once you your faith is strong you're proclaiming that to others and it's and it you know it just continues to build right right and what's so fascinating about that and this story is that what happens at the end of our lesson here where does nicodemus go we don't know (laughs) he just kind of disappears into the night and we don't hear from him again until the end of the story right we hear nicodemus come back at the end of book of the book of john and we hear 
the way his faithfulness has changed and grown and who he is now. And so like I hear, you know, we talk a lot about fire. We talk a lot about seeds, right? About this planting of seeds. And sometimes the seed gets planted and you go, oh no, nothing's happened. But there's this germination period, right? Sometimes things have to grow in the dark of the soil in order for life to sprout. And I think that's kind of what's going on here with Nicodemus. He disappears for the length of the story because that seed that was planted needed to germinate. And so never, never think that learning is ever in vain just because you don't see an immediate transformation in yourself or another. Um, let those seeds sprout, friends. Keep planting them. Keep tending to them. Uh, let that grass grow, man. Uh, it takes time and it takes effort. And that's something we want to continue to commit to here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission remains to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. May the road rise up to meet you, may the wind be always at your back, may the sun shine warm.